Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hour number two of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yes, sir. Regal Mendoza holding it down for here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. A little Victory Tuesday vent session here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. Appreciate you joining us, however, and wherever you may be listening to us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckbrand.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam. And on YouTube as well. Yeah, so. shout out to Tolo Jeremy on YouTube. Says mm-hmm. loves the show. We appreciate you rock with us. And shout out to uh, Lady T, who KG says, hello, Gray family. Oh, that's sweet. Did they see? Yeah, uh, I think that they saw. Oh, wow. They saw me talking to my wife. And that's my right, because KG is a, is a consummate family man. <laughs> Every night he makes sure to FaceTime his, his wife and his daughter. Yeah, before uh, you know, both of them go to sleep, because neither one of them. Uh, by the time I get back to the house. By the way, uh, speaking of the Twitch stream, uh, shout out to Swaggy Buddhist, who I was like, you know, talking with the Twellos during some of the various shows today. Yep. He said that his wife listened to the show one time mm-hmm. and now huge fan of the show. He's like, I can't keep nothing to myself. This show? This show. This show. This show. Okay. So we Shout out, out to Miss Swaggy Booties. That's right. That's right. That, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what, that, that was a very. No, you're I, look, right. Like, I wasn't doing anything. There was no shenanigans there. Well, I did not I shenanigan mean, at all. I had it like resonated from my mind in a second. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but hey, <laughs> what happened? You you got called out. Swaggy Booty says, "Damn, that's crazy. I don't even have a wife." That's what you said. That's what you. Oh no, that's. Uh, oh damn it! I got the wrong person. It happens. Uh, S. Dawkins. Okay. Shout S. Dawkins. Shout out to Doc. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now Dawkins will be like, man. Now you got a white booties. <laughs> Deal with it. Congratulations, congratulations. But uh, that was S. Dawkins who said that that their wife listened to the show and now they're big fans of the uh, of the show now. Shout out to the two one four who says something had. I'm not saying that on air. I don't know if that's true or not. Can't do it. I refuse to get got. But they said that there's a place. With a wild name that has the best strawberry wings. It's a brand new spot. Um, you that, know, that can't be a real name. I'll do some Googles and we'll come back around with that. And I think Rodrigo actually might have put together a list of some of the wildest <laughs> wing spots. We might have to traverse that territory at some point oh, wait, on this very fine broadcast. I have to read the text. This show is off the rails, but I don't care. Listen, 100%. Here's the, uh, the, oh, here's the text I, I found because I was comparing wing snob to wing stop. and kind yes. of the knockoff version. That's right. Uh, from the 469. Basically, it's like coming to America, McDonald's versus McDowell's. They, they like have, that's kind of the. They have the two arches. We have the golden arch. <laughs> I don't care what mood you're in. That's such a good movie. We're coming to America is on the television. Elite. 
Every time. Elite. Every time. Why not make it a cool million? <laughs> Texting your favorite uh, quotes from uh, coming to coming America. Coming to America. <laughs> just to make me smile. Like, not, not to do anything in particular. Just make me happy at work. Exactly. Uh, because these things didn't make us happy last Brother. night. Brother. Uh, in the game for the Dallas Cowboys, as we do a little victory Tuesday venting here, as the Cowboys did get the win 20-17 to 17 over the Los Angeles Chargers to go into their bye week. Four and two, not three and three. Uh, very important as they don't have to have that bad taste of a loss uh, in their mouth. But at the same time, there were some things, Rez, that concerned us. I think for a lot of people concerned themselves as the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> quotes come in from. Yeah, we're just going to have to like truck through that because yes. we're going to have to do the second. we got to talk about these Cowboys. <laughs> That's right. And unfortunately, i got to talk about how this offense looks like it stinks. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean. Like, one of the things about that 60-yard play to Tony Pollard, you know the one because it was the only 60-yard play that you could see. <laughs> um, the only thing close to 60 yards, it feels like. That's right. Um, was that it happened entirely out of structure. And it feels like when this offense is in structure – it's significantly less potent than when it is out of structure. And not just the offense, but particularly Dak Prescott looks a lot more comfortable out of structure than he does in structure. And maybe you could try and use that as an indictment of Dak Prescott. Go for it. I'm not going to try and stop you. Um, because most of the time, trying to stop people on their pants on Dak Prescott is not a fruitful endeavor. But I think that what that also speaks to is something I know gets to the heart of what you think, which is if, if, if your quarterback does not look comfortable within this, why are you doing it? Because it feels like the best play callers in this league fit their scheme to their players as opposed to trying to do the other thing and the other way around. Yeah, for me, that was uh, a concerning element was you saw how successful Dak Prescott was utilizing his yard, crushing it right now on the truckred.com text line. I love y'all so much. Uh, with the, <laughs> the quotes from uh, Coming to America. We got to read some of these here. In a, I love y'all so much. Um but that's what I want to see from this offense more was, or I should say is, the idea that Dak Prescott, not only with the off-script ability to make things happen with his legs, but some of the design elements, some of the zone yeah. reads. And Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, talked about some of that today, saying, look, we're going to be very selective when we use some of those concepts with Dak Prescott running the football. And I think some of that is to protect the ankle, which he broke you know, a couple of years ago. And we don't see Dak running nearly as much. But when he does, he's effective. But it got me to a point that we were looking at last night, which was the offensive line was not good. In particular, Oof. Tyler Biotish, I thought, was not very good last night uh, at the center position. There were times where he was getting pushed into the pocket, where the pocket was collapsing in some ways due to Tyler Biotish's inability uh, to handle some of the pressure up the middle. Yeah, unfortunately, you saw that, uh, the, the QB sneak that they tried again. Mm-hmm. That man just got stonewalled, and mm-hmm. that was unfortunate. I thought Tyler Smith at times looked a little lost uh, in pass protection as well, and I did not think the you, offensive— you're not, Are you willing to give—oh, well, not Tyler, Tyron Smith. Of course, the T.Y. Smith got me. But are you willing to give him a pass? Because it seemed like Joey Bosa was trying to take his lunch. I think Khalil Mack took his lunch at one point. On the, very, on the first drive on the, uh, the sack— Tyron, I thought, played a little bit better as the game went on. But, yeah, that first possession where Khalil Mack is able to literally push Tyron Smith into the backfield and get the sack on Dak Prescott, I thought was the worst moment uh, of the game for for Tyron. But, yeah, the offensive line left a lot to be desired um, based off of the amount of pressure they allowed. Morgan Fox, I thought, defensively was really good for 
the Chargers last night had a couple sacks against Dak Prescott. Um, but that, to me, was what concerned me most, not just some of the offensive elements, but the offensive line as well last night. Yeah, and that probably factors in, in some ways, in the idea that the running game is not what it needs to be. And, of course, I'm going to then, I think this is my agenda. I think I've clocked in on my agenda here. Um, some of this feels like the scheme of the running game is, you know, that unimaginative running game that we've seen in, in years past. Well, that it comes to, to be McCarthy. uninspired last night. That offense, though, you were not able to run the football with any level of aplomb. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's tough is that, are you looking at Tony Pollard and saying, well, he is not the running back we anticipated and it's because of the workload? Or are we going to talk about the you know, the, sorry, the offensive line? Are they not capable of getting the push necessary and getting where they need to be? Or is it scheme? Or is it some measure of all three of those things? And I think that's something that I want to look at, particularly tomorrow, thanks, to, thanks for nothing, NFL Plus, once I can actually look at the uh, All-22. Right, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, when you think of garbage, think of Akeem. Oh, wow. Is that, that's a good one. That's that, a very good that's one. That's a very that's good a, one. We're getting great ones. I, I love I that see movie what you're so doing much, that, and I love all of you no, so that was much. very good. It, it threw me for a second. I was like, where are we going? Uh, but yes, that's a very good one. Um, another thing that concerned me last night. Okay, so one of the things, what was one of the things we talked about when Mike McCarthy got hired here and some of the things that we saw in Green Bay that we despised when he was there with Green Bay? I'm trying so hard to not make a joke. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where you're going here. I, didn't throw, I, mean, I threw myself off. Time management. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I take you to the I completely forgot about that. The end of the first half. Oh, my God. Eight seconds left. How? Why the Cowboys decided to not take a shot at the end zone. That man's afraid of his quarterback. Oh, boy. Is that man afraid of his quarterback? I, I was trying to think of an explanation of why you decided to not take a shot at the end zone in that situation where under normal circumstances, when you've got a timeout to still be able to utilize, take the shot at the end zone. The play will take no more than, what, four seconds to complete? If you don't get it, throw the ball away. You still have the field goal opportunity that you ultimately took to end the first half. I didn't understand that for the life of me. It's something that we've talked about from time to time when it comes to Mike McCarthy, some of the decision-making that he makes in terms of situational football. Yeah, you and you. the thing that's crazy is that it feels like he set himself perfectly up for that situation. You have eight seconds. Yes. And if if you are deliberate, I understand that there's instances where teams go and they run out the whole clock, and you look up and you and we all laugh at them, right? If you are deliberate, eight seconds is enough to get a get a quick opportunity and look. And if you don't see it, you are close enough that any quarterback can throw that out of the back in the end zone and just take what you need, right? Um, and I just it felt so uninspired, especially for a dude who seems to want to go for in certain situations. He wants and to did be earlier ag- in the game. He wants to be aggressive in some situations, but it it doesn't feel consistent. Like it doesn't seem like there's a there's a you know an ethos behind it. It just mm-hmm. kind of feels a little haphazard. And maybe that's just me. Maybe there's someone else who's cracked the code of when Mike McCarthy feels comfortable going for it um, and being aggressive. But that felt like a very weird place to then get conservative. Um, now, of course, you have a trust in Brandon Aubrey to knock down the field goal, which is good and everything. But it, I think it does portend a bigger issue that feels like, I don't know that that dude trusts his offense. Like the whole offensive scheme this year and all the discussion was the idea of, well, we just want to, we want to play to our defense, which seems inherently to then signal an idea that he does not feel confident about his offense. And maybe I'm reading too much, but that's the way I read it. Yeah, I did not like the call at all. And we mentioned he went for it a little bit earlier, obviously, with the fourth and one play 
that got them the 18-yard touchdown. I just thought it was a very, very dry, conservative moment for Mike McCarthy to not allow his quarterback in that moment to be able to take a shot at the end zone, where, again, you're still in good position to get the field goal that you're looking for, and why not take the shot to see what you can do there to try and put some distance between yourself and the Chargers. Another thing that I'm venting about quite a bit from this game. Are you going to go where I go? You want you want to go there? Do we want to try and say it at the same time and see if we get the right thing? Okay. All right. On, on three. Here we go. On, wait, wait. On three. On three. Oh, guys. One, two, three. Penalties. Penalties. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good God, Teamwork man. makes the dream work, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am floored at the undisciplined nature of this team. They were they call timeout not once, but twice to avoid procedural penalties. One of which, in particular, uh, to try and avoid having 12 men on the field. And I'm looking around like, this is football. Wait, did you say one or did you say two? Because it felt like, remember, they took a timeout another time to avoid a 12-man. I was like, wait, hold on. What is happening here? (laughs) Like, it was all sorts of varieties of feeling unprepared or, like, undisciplined in various different ways, lining up in neutral zones. And I'm just like, what kind of football team is playing here? I don't, I don't. And we saw it against San Francisco, the amount of ridiculous penalties that they took in that game and then taking time, burning timeouts to have to avoid procedural penalties. I thought that drove me mad. And that's something. And Mike McCarthy talked about it, you know, in the press conference, you know, the next day, which is that's just something we cannot, we cannot have moving forward. And this is why. That game last night, despite the win for the Cowboys and beating the Chargers, picking themselves up after losing to San Francisco, again, when we evaluate, at least for me in particular, when I evaluate this team and wins and losses, I'm evaluating it through the lens. Can I see that team on that day, win or lose, be competitive at the top of the NFC and be an NFC championship-type contender, maybe to get to a Super Bowl? I did not leave last night's game feeling any better about the idea that this team is moving toward the direction of being in the conversation, I can't believe I'm saying this, of the Detroit Lions or even the San Francisco 49ers with their loss to the Browns or even the Eagles with their loss to the Jets. I still am at that place where I don't see that right now based on what happened last night. That was a win, but offensively, you did not look inspired against a very bad defense, passing Mm -hmm. wise particularly. Mm -hmm. And so, like, hey, man, oh, man, the offense is getting, you know, some more yardage, and CeeDee Lamb got involved, and I was like, all of that happened against a very bad bad defense where I anticipated you to, like, get right, and you looked so-so. That's all she did, that was good. Um, And, look, man, I also, I want to come back to this because I also, I try to make sure that I'm really balanced because of how polarizing Dak Prescott is. Mm -hmm. There is something to be said about the idea that Dak's been taking sacks while not throwing the football away. And I wonder if that came into Mike McCarthy's thought process when it came to that um, end of the first half situation. And Dak Prescott does need to find some way to remedy that situation because I understand he's got the progressions that he's going through. But ultimately, if you see it, like we've seen him get into trouble because he's trying to run and create more time. And we talk about this all across the league. There are guys that try and do too much in certain instances. And I wonder if he just needs to find a better balance of you get to a certain point and just chuck it, man. Live to fight another day. Yeah, there was one point where he avoided the pressure of a sack and then ran into another one that wind up getting sacked behind, obviously, the line of scrimmage. But, yeah, that's something that 
for a quarterback in year eight, you, you can't be taking sacks. Throw the ball away. Oh, this is a fun question on the chocolatewreck.com text line from the 469. Whose offense is worse, Mike McCarthy or Scott Linehan? Yes. Very good. Good answer. Like, what, do you feel confident in Mike McCarthy's offense right now, even with the win last night? No. No. And I, it I, was funny because we this kind of, in some ways, is maybe like a secondary or maybe even a, a primary uh, framework for this game was, oh, here we go, the two play callers to see which one is the right one. And I don't – felt like a push. A push. Which is odd. I think some of that for Kellen Moore's side was more on Justin Herbert because he had some wide-open throws. Yeah, there, there were some touchdowns that absolutely Ooh. he should have had, but he was just floating them. Keenan Allen put Deron Bland on some skates hey, with that yo. double move. Hey, yo. And he was wide the hell open. What I like to call booty button neck open. Brother. Yep. And yep. Herbert missed him. There were a couple plays in that game. If Herbert is halfway accurate with the football, they are still running right now between Keenan Allen and some of the other receivers there. But I thought the Cowboys got away with a couple there. That particular double move that Keenan Allen put on Deron Bland, woo. Um, but yeah, I think that was more so Herbert and his inability uh, to make consistent plays last night. That because that first drive after the uh, twenty-six yard punt return by Davis, hey, we we see Kellen Moore scripts. Oh man, we know how this can go. I was like, oh, this is about to be nasty work because that first drive for Los Angeles was really good. Had Keenan Allen sprint across the field to be able to get the touchdown on. Although, the- if we want to talk about drops and missing, hello, Michael Gallup. Okay, that's another part. 30 seconds. What the hell was going on with all the targets? He got 30, nearly 35% of the targets last night from Dak Prescott on his throws. I don't understand what the, the, the game plan was with all the targets to Michael Gallup last night. I, um, I feel like there's instances where they're trying to get him going. And then I think also they view Michael Gallup, it seems at least, that they view Michael Gallup as the big body. And so there's some instances where you can run a slant and he'll use his big body to get between the ball and the defender, and that should be an easy catch. And it feels like when they've tried to run those types of slants, and this is not a one-game situation, I've noticed this over you know over quite a bit, is that they'll throw him the ball and that, that defender will be draped over him and knock it down. And I wonder if sometimes if Dak trusts that, big body of Michael Gallup a little too much because it does seem like they were forcing some of those in there. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I look, I, I don't understand it entirely myself. I understand you, he's, a, he's a player that you have on the team and you want to build him some confidence, but there's some instances where it just felt like it was an unnecessary force that wasn't going to help anybody because it was not a highly, uh, there was not a high potential of being successful in some of those instances. Uh, and to the two one force point, the the play call that Tony Pollard or that Dak Prescott missed to Tony Pollard, you know, on the right side of the back of the end zone, I thought that was a miss on Dak's. You know, one of the few misses that he had, like he missed Gallup up the seam. I think that was more on Gallup than it was on Dak. Uh, Wait, no, there was the one. There was one that was floated where he missed him, and then there was the one where he hit. He dotted Gallup, and Gallup just couldn't catch it. Yeah, which was, were like two two sides of the same coin, I believe, on that route. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the one that was the deep seam up the middle where Gallup's trying to catch it, you know, uh, Willie Mays style, uh, wasn't able to come down with. Then you had the one to Tony Pollard, you know, on the right side of the end zone that he wasn't able to uh, connect with him on. But if you look at some of the numbers again for Pro Football Focus real quick, as I mentioned, Michael Gallup had 34.5% of the team's share of targets last night. His yards ran per route, though, 0.77. The only one who had a worst, a worst per yard, uh, yard per route run last night was Jake Ferguson at .47. Oh, that, 
Tight end hasn't really factored into the offense this game, did he? Yeah, he had what? How many? I can't even figure out the amount of targets. I forget how many targets he actually had. Uh, one. No, he had the one target. Was that the one target that he had? Um, so, yeah. So, huh, uh, those are some venting. I hope you feel better. I definitely feel better. It's a lot of venting for a win. A lot of venting for a win. Yeah, usually this segment could be a little concise. Obviously, you, there's some negative things in any game that you want to get out even if yeah. you win, right? It's supposed to be a safe space that people usually get mad when you're like, oh, but here was the bad thing that happened in the in, in the win. It doesn't feel like that's what's happening this week. It feels like people are more willing to be like, yeah, no, there was a lot of bad even though they managed to win this football game. Coming up next on the Get Right, Revenge KG on 105 through the fan. That boy good. Um, <laughs> what we learned from sexual chocolate. <laughs> What we learned from week six of the National Football League. Aha. We do it next on the get right. Aha. This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if your loved one has been injured in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817-333-3333. What we learned from week six of the National Football League is the Get Right Revenge KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Anatula. Stars coming. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. Yeah, it's win time. Getting ready for a uh, Western Conference Finals rematch between the Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the puck about to drop in Vegas here in about uh, five minutes or so. So we'll keep you up to date on what's happening between the Stars and the Golden Knights tonight. Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Editor, if you mm-hmm, want to get at mm-hmm. us on Twitter, we'll go inside the gray area here in about uh, 12 minutes or so here on 105.3 The Fan. Weird weekend of week six NFL action. Not going to lie to you. We saw some uh, some upsets in week six. Shout out to the Cleveland Browns, who before Monday night had shown more fight against the 49ers than the Cowboys did uh, last week against San Francisco. Yeah. And the Cowboys saw what the Browns did. It's like, oh, well, we can go fight too, Dante Fowler, uh, before the football game last night. Did you see that? I honestly, I saw that it happened, but I didn't really like pay enough attention to it. And then I saw it earlier today and saw that Austin Eckler took a shot, baby. His helmet came flying off. His helmet not only took came flying off, but it crowd surfed across the rest <laughs> of the Chargers until it made its way out of the kerfuffle. It was weird. Oh, I don't understand how it happened. It was a kerfuffle for you? It, oh, that's a great I don't think I actually looked. You know it what? felt like more of a brouhaha to me. A brouhaha. Okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah. If you got to look at the pregame fight between the Chargers and your Dallas Cowboys, let us know. 877-881-1053.
What would you? What word would you lose? Use to describe what happened? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a brouhaha. Brouhaha. Yeah, for okay, that one. Okay, I like that. Uh, this comes from CBS Sports. Because it wasn't just a scuffle. It wasn't just a scuffle. Okay, right. it, I think it was a little more than a kerfuffle. Okay, all right. Uh, brouhaha is what I'll go with. Very good, very good. Tussle. Uh, okay. A tussle. Skirmish. Donnie Brook feels a little much. I don't know that Donnie that was a Brooks a little much. I, I guess the next level. Like, I, 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 well, I did see at least one haymaker. Okay. So, but I don't know. Uh, would you go with Rigo? Skirmish or rumpus? Skirmish. I got to add rumpus. The rumpus is a good rumpus, one. Rumpus, like that's that. a new one. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in Philadelphia is an ass whooping. <laughs> That's all I can tell you right now. I was about to say, yeah, they're beating, they're winning six zero, and I looked up and was like, oh no, apparently Alec Baum went yard. It's eight. It's eight nothing. Phillies in game two of the NLCS uh, for the nine seven two. Donnie Brook is what they're going to go with. Donnie Brook fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Okay. Uh, CBS Sports gives us this latest piece of content. What we learned for Week Six in the National Football League. Uh, let's start with Cleveland. The defense is as historic as the Dolphins' offense. Did you know that the Cleveland Browns right now have just allowed 1,002 yards through five games? That is the lowest total output for any team in that span since the 1970 Minnesota Vikings. You ever heard of the Purple People Eaters? I I have. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Real problems. Yeah. Real problems over there. No, okay, I... When you first said it, I was like, that feels like a little bit of a stretch. I know this defense is very good. And you said it, I was like, actually, you know, well, because this is the tough thing about it is like um, their offense has been so mediocre, if that, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that we we always talk about is Miles Garrett doesn't get his due just because you know, he's on that team. But that is a team that has a whole bunch of dudes that can get after a quarterback and also like work in the run on the defensive line and still has enough people in the secondary that they can play press man and feel comfortable about it. And so yeah, man, that that is a incredible defense that I guess I hadn't even I hadn't even given that much credit to because the credit that I had did not reach that level and it probably should. They are they have been great through six weeks. Yeah, the Browns are allowing just three point eight three point eight two yards per play. That is the best in the NFL since the two thousand eight Pittsburgh Steelers. All the Steelers did that season was win the Super Bowl. Let me see what the efficiency numbers say about this defense. Because how did I miss this? The defense so far is allowing the fewest plays, yards, points, and time of possession. That's all per drive. That's it. Nothing else. Uh, not not at least uh, <laughs> according to this. Uh, so if this offense, you, uh, we were talking about who was hooping earlier. You know who was hooping for the Browns this weekend? Who's that? Amari Cooper was, was hooping <sighs> Look. for the Browns. This past week. You're right. However, I know there's a whole bunch of people that just like let out a scream. Oh, yeah. Oh, people lighten up the timeline uh, with Amari Cooper. Like, oh, yeah, he used to be a cowboy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as we continue to learn. Oh, boy. Ooh. All right. So I just pulled up the um, EPA chart uh-huh. when it comes to defense. For the Browns. I want you to, you know, tell me where the Browns are on this when you see them. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're all the way on the right. Which means that's really far ahead of everybody else. They're like outclassing San Francisco by a mile. Yeah, they they look like they they want to uh, incorporate their own city so they don't have to pay taxes to the rest of the like league. They're literally on that's how far the away they are from everybody else on this chart when it comes to defensive EPA. Shout out to Jim Schwartz. He's our defensive coordinator out there uh, in Cleveland. Uh, let's switch it to the offensive side because what we learned from Week Six, and I'll take you to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Shout out to Will Smith, kind of. Bienvenidos a Miami. 
Uh, so, gentlemen, let me ask you a question. Is Tyreek Hill the NFL's MVP, not the Offensive Player of the Year, the NFL's MVP? Uh, just to give you some perspective so far through six games, check this out. Tyreek Hill, who had six catches for a buck 65 and a touchdown uh, in their win this weekend, <laughs> he's got 42 <laughs> catches for 814 yards and six touchdowns. He's on pace, gentlemen, for 119 catches, an NFL record 2,306 yards and 15 touchdowns. He tried to told us, didn't he? He was like, I'm getting 2,000. We were like, hey, bro, you wilding. You know what he was? he's doing on this field? Wilding, bro. <laughs> um, here's the thing that's interesting. We were like, wait, when was the last – when was the last wide receiver who won an MVP? Uh, let's save you the time because we had to. We we didn't have this luxury. Nobody. No, there hasn't been an MVP. <laughs> Never. Who, who's your favorite wide receiver that you're thinking of? Randy Moss. I thought Jerry Rice had Jerry for sure Rice. won an MVP. None of them. Ain't none of them picked one up. And I imagine some of that's because you look up and you go, wide receiver win an MVP. If they have that much production, the quarterback is probably doing a good amount. Yeah. Do you feel like people feel strong enough about Tua to do that here? Nope. He's been good. He has been good. Absolutely. But Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill might be good enough to outshine his quarterback. Maybe. He has four touchdown catches of 30-plus yards this year. That's tied for the most through six games over the last 15 seasons. <laughs> he has been on another level. And the Chiefs were like, yeah, we'll move on for him and still win a Super Bowl. And they did. Uh, things we learned from week six. How did everybody win in that situation? How did that happen? Uh, you're right. Everybody did win in that situation. Uh, here's something that you didn't necessarily have to learn, but was reinforced uh, this past weekend. Uh, the Giants stink, even without Daniel Jones. Um, did you see what they did this past weekend? They 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 tried. They tried against the Bills. They tried. They tried. Uh, they did put up a good effort. I was surprised at the level uh, of effort that you know, how much effort the Giants had in that game because, okay, they got screwed by the referees, not once, but twice because that should have been a holding penalty in the end zone. They should have put the ball in the one-yard yeah. line. They should have probably won that game. Um, but the referee's like, nope, ready to go home. And yet and still. <laughs> the Giants stink. Um, other things that we learned. From week, is there a particular team that you want to find out what you may have learned from them? Oh, uh, what'd you learn? From, I want. I'm interested in what they learned from the Ravens playing Ooh. over over the seas. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Let's Two bastardized the uh, the saying. <laughs> uh, come on, the Baltimore. Okay, the offense has fizzled. Interesting. Uh, so the Ravens have just one touchdown in the past seven quarters. And we're one of six in the red zone. Y'all thought the Cowboys had problems in the red zone. But this is the funny thing. They've had a lot of opportunities as the Stars are already on the board. These dudes hooping. And, of course, the Phillies scoring more runs. Just all the sports ha- things happening right now. That's right. You know we're going to keep you uh, up to date what's happening. Um, but this offense has had opportunities to score. Oh, that was a play replay. I got, I got yeah, drawn you got, offside. You, you got got. Yeah, that's okay. Dang it. That's all right. They'll lot. probably score in about, you know. Rico, change the sign. Zero days since Reggie last got got. Um, <laughs> no, like Apparently when it comes there's to. There's a uh, get right bingo card. So, uh, yeah, they'll put that on the bingo okay, card. Okay, fantastic. Right. Uh, when it comes to this offense, they've had opportunities to strike. 
they've just had the the oddest things happen to them. And so Utah, yeah, you mentioned the red zone. That's a team that just, I think uh, Dominic Foxworth mentioned it as they look dominant and find ways to lose. And it's just yes. like, how do those two things coexist? And I, I don't understand this team because in some instances it's injuries, some instances it's dudes just refusing to play well. Um, it's amazing, but this team feels like an anomaly because they are a good team. I, I'm convinced that they're a good team, and yet they find a way to get ugly results. So far, Lamar Jackson inside the red zone is 16-23 to 23, uh, with five touchdowns and two interceptions with just a 76.6 quarterback rating, if they find a way to get their act together in the red zone, uh, you're right. I think they're a good football team that has left a lot to be desired, especially inside the the red area. Uh, but if they get it figured out, watch out uh, for Baltimore. Yeah, that feels like a couple years conversation that we've had. I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But, uh, yeah, those are some things that we learned from week six of the National Football League. As, uh, again, a couple of upsets that we saw with the Jets beating the Eagles, the Browns beating the 49ers. It does appear, though, at least for the 49ers, good news on the injury front for them. Christian McCaffrey avoiding serious injury. He could be ready to go as soon as Monday night when they take on the most unserious team in all in the NFL in the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, McCaffrey suffering an oblique rib injury uh, in their loss to the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Went Underwent an MRI on Monday. Uh Trent Williams with a right ankle, Debo Samuel with the shoulder. They both also have a chance to play on Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. So the uh, 49ers avoid a major injury there. It's to get right. Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area. Wait, hold on. You got stuff settled because we still we still haven't gotten to this wing, this wing thing that we had talked about. Well, we'll touch on that. Okay. And when hooping goes so wrong, somebody decides to hit you with a car. Oh. Next on the Get Right. We're back to the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. This segment is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Texas, it's Classic Truck Month at Classic Chevrolet. Like you, grit runs deep. They're determined to get you the toughest trucks with the biggest savings. Over 300 new Silverados on the ground. Unprecedented one-time offers. Claim yours before it's gone. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads. About to go inside the gray area where, of course, there is no gray area. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. We're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe button while you are there. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have your latest headlines, including this supercharged Charger fan who got her 15 minutes of fame last night. And whether or not she's a, a real or fake NFL fan. Now that at the top of the hour for you. Who really is a real NFL fan? You know? <laughs> Think about uh, it. The way that some of these people be painting their faces and whatnot at these games. You ever seen the other uh, black fighting hole? Fighting down. Woo! Hey, man. Y'all, Y'all got here, to, man. Okay. PSA as we go inside the gray area, Rigo. Some of y'all have got to chill at these football games. 
And I'm not saying that with any kind of high horse or level of self-righteousness. I'm just saying it as a basic human being. Hey, man, it's not that serious. Did you see some of the videos coming from Los Angeles last Bro. night with charges to Cowboys fans? Come on, man. And I know that represents a very small portion of, you know, fan bases at times. But come on, man. I saw one one. And I was just like, yo, that's not even like that's not even like a regular fight. You know, what I mean, like sometimes you get in a fight and it's like everybody knows when it's like, all right, it's over. Chill. <laughs> some of y'all just got to relax. It's, it's not that serious. It's not worth going to jail for. I promise you. Because let me tell you where you are he heading after that fight in the stadium. <laughs> Buddy, it's jail time. It's jail time. Uh, speaking of football, did y'all see this story? Yes, I actually did. Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens apparently was struck by a car following an argument during a pickup basketball game today per TMZ Sports. Um, my first question, indoor or outdoor basketball, do we know? Because obviously my first thought was like, is it outdoor? Is that how he got struck by the car? But then I was like, it might have been indoor and then they went outside and he got hit and the person hit him with his car or their car or whatever. Um, I just want to know if T.O. at his big age is playing outdoor basketball. Well, the incident occurred on Monday night in Calabasas, California, where Owens was playing uh, basketball before arguing with someone on the court. After the game, the person Owens was arguing with got into their car and drove straight into the retired football player's knee. Uh, it doesn't say whether or not okay. All right. uh, this was outside. Uh, police said Owens didn't require medical attention. And they're currently investigating the incident as assault with a deadly weapon, you don't say? Yeah. Uh, no arrests have been made, nor has Owens made any comments uh, at this time. So, yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> not street ball in the cul-de-sac. Just, just goes to show you. <laughs> that's, that's not. T.O., untackable even with the car. That's, um. Like, okay, now how angry do you have to be? To be like, you know what? Hey, let me go get my keys. Y'all not playing for nothing, dog. Like, again. That's not to say that somebody couldn't say something reckless. It was T.O., you know. But this this is, and look, I, I play a very particular way. I'm not trying to say everybody's got to play the way that I do. But I'm just like, we not playing for nothing that much. We, I I mean, there's there's one thing to, you know, kind of talk. Hey, man, it's, keep her somewhat respectful. It's not that crucial. <laughs> not from the 682. Texas is a mutual combat state. Laugh out loud. We good. Talking about the fighting at the stadium. Come on, man. Uh, but hopefully T.O. is okay. It sounds like for right now he is okay. But, yeah, somebody must have said somebody about somebody's mama and got real upset. That's, that's doing a lot. That's doing a lot. Uh, as we continue inside the gray area, uh, so earlier I was detailing how I found out how Julio Jones became a Philadelphia Eagle. Mm -hmm. I, I was eating some wings at yes. a place called Wing Snob. Uh, pretty decent wings, but it's kind of a, at least in my humble opinion, a knockoff of Wing Stop. With all due respect With to Wing Snob. Re respectfully. Yes, respectfully. respectfully. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on that tip real quick, I blame you and Carter Freeman for what, what? I'm about to say next. Why did y'all tell me that Whataburger has the best chocolate shake I've ever, chocolate shake I've ever had? Because I've never had the chocolate shake of Whataburger. Yeah, you need to. Okay. It's the best that chocolate one. shake, yeah. It's the best one I've ever had. Well, mm -hmm. if you if you want to get the chocolate shake of Whataburger tomorrow, um, tour to DFW, 
105 Through the Fan. Going to be at many Whataburger locations. See, Check 105ThroughTheFan.com to see what, what location. I know Hitchin, or Hutchinson? See, as soon as I was about to say it, mm-hmm. I, I fumbled. I was running. I was running like uh, Deshaun Jackson, wide open. I just dropped the football at the one-yard line. One yard line. My bad, y'all. That's okay. Dr. Pepper, Sh- Dr. Pepper Shake's pretty good, too. Oh, okay. Um, but G Wood Tamu, I'm guessing that's an AM fan, said 10 out of 10 can't confirm. So they're, they're with you there. Yeah, the yeah. Shake. I was like, y'all didn't tell me that Whataburger had the best chocolate shakes out here in these streets. Um, but y'all started to detail some of the various wing places with funny names. Now, before I go to Rigo here, apparently, Rez, there's a particular one that you have you have confirmed? Yes, because uh, from the 214, they said there's a brand new spot that's got the best strawberry wings. And I was like, that sounds interesting. And as I was, I, was, I was about to read the name, and I was like, nah, this feels like a joke. They're trying to get me. <laughs> I have confirmed that this is a real thing. The wing spot's name is Gorilla Nuts. All right. You understand why I had a little trepidation. You understand I, I why I couldn't like I, pull the trigger I, on that one, yep, right? Had to verify. Okay. Yep. I got uh, you. But yeah, uh, now I guess I gotta I gotta find a way to see what's happening with um, Gorilla Nuts. Yeah, yeah uh, that's gonna go ahead. You can send it to Lucius. Yep, it's fine. Yep, I know. Yep, 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 yep. I was like, you know what? I just have to say it. It's just fine. Didn't even hit the eject button. There. Uh, uh, strawberry wings. That's a hell of a concept. That sounds. Cr- I, look, like I'm I'm very brother. intrigued by the idea of strawberry wings. Uh, so two one four. If you have more information on what that consists of, uh, please throw that in the truckbird.com text line. Oh, we've 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 had some correspondence. I'll have to respond. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Rigo, you have done the due diligence of finding out more uh, weird, more AO names. Yeah, names for wing joints. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them aren't like AO, but like some okay, of them good. are. Some of them are actually like pretty funny or interesting. Uh, okay, Dirty Bones. Dirty Bones. I'd eat out of Dirty Bones. Three point nine out of five stars. Oh wow. Okay, so maybe it's maybe it's the wrong type of dirty. Then maybe I shouldn't eat at Dirty Bones. The way that 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 uh, that's mark that too, please. Thank work you. That. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you. Oh, the man. Nodding Donkeys. What? 0.2 two out of five. Wait, what? The Homest? The the Nodding Donkeys. Oh, that's like a bar. That's you know what that that sounds like a pub. That sounds like a pub where somebody like me doesn't need to go to. <laughs> Why? Oh, you know, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it all the way 100. Probably not a place where I need to be hanging out at. Next. Speaking of fighting, sounds like it goes down right there. So- <laughs> and they use, they'll, they'll use an empty stein on you, too. Yeah, it sounds that, feels like, like, that feels like a crash. Yeah, exactly. And now the fight is going. That's right. That's right. Slim chickens play on word of slim pickings. Four point right. three out of five stars. All right, that'll I can work with that. Okay, this one's a little personal for me. America's best wings, and the reason why I say it's a little personal for me is because I used to work at America's Best Contacts and Eyeglasses. So it just I don't know. I thought it was a little. So y'all was selling wings out the back. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what. I was, yeah. <laughs> Get America's best wings right here. Hey, hey, we got we got your glasses over here. We and, got your wings in the back. You like, can't hey, see that chicken, but it sure is good. Hey, bro. <laughs> if you get the eight piece, I can slide you a, a, a pair of contacts on the low. Get your free eye exam with a side of eight right there. Eight piece, <laughs> eight lemon pepper. That's right. <laughs> that's a hell of a concept. A glasses shop and a chicken joint together. That's kind of a dope concept if you kind of put that together. Reminds oh. me of the. Uh, Jones barbecue and foot massage meme from Jones a few years ago. barbecue and foot massage? <laughs> Come on down, get some of this bleep. <laughs> exactly. I love that so much. <laughs> Never fails to make me crack up. <laughs> Fat Matt's hot wings. Uh, fat what? 
Matt's, as in like his name is Matt? Yes. Fat and Matt, it's, Fat and Matt it's also sound like he know what he's talking about. Well, it's also spelled with a P-H-A-T. So Fat Matt's Hot Wings. Right. I don't know. I almost feel like I'd be happier if it was an F-A-T Matt. Like Fat Matt. That does sound a little cooler, but I don't know. I got you. All right. All right. It has 4.2 out of 5. We'll let it work. Five okay. Stars. Sounds like it's handling business. All right. Good job, Fat Matt. And then we got two more here. Uh, what's clucking? 4.3 out of 5 stars. That's that's real cutesy. All right. I, I can feel, go with it. I feel like they got a, a grass wall in there. You know them spots <laughs> that got the grass wall with the neon sign? I feel like that's what's happening at what's clucking. They sound like a place that got somebody dressed up in a chicken uniform. Oh, there. yeah, Something which I about. feel bad. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry they got you dressed up like this, but that's can right. I get can I get lemon pepper wet, please? <laughs> They got the dude spinning the sign outside. That's right. Oh wow! You, know, what happened <laughs> yep. to that? I feel like that's a lost start. Where where are the sign spinners? We just we just lost. They haven't away. We not. Oh, we still got sign spinners. Oh yeah, out here? I've seen a few. Yeah, I've seen yeah, a few I've here and there. Yeah, no, man, sure. some of them folks doing doing art. Especially living in the Grove. Yeah, you see a few here and there. Especially in this Texas heat during the summer. Shout mm. out to y'all. And then the last one. This was a little bit personal. It's just wings. And again, the only reason why I threw it in there is, aside from it being a like kind of chainish spot, it's, it's out in Huntsville. Uh, but but it's just the the name. It's just wings. I mean, duh. It's just that could go one of two ways. Okay. Like it's just wings. Like oh, this is what y'all do. And then someone else could look at it and say it's just wings. Like, oh, they, all they got is wings. They got nothing else. Like I, I get it though. I, I'll let it live. Yeah, I mean. I hope there's some fries in there. Maybe it, some rolls. Yeah. You know? They always had fries in there. We used to Uber eats them all the time. In, okay, in so real apartment. quick, then what's the best side with a chicken wing? More chicken wings. Uh, all right, Reg. No, I'm like, right. you, think I'm jo- you think I'm joking. Right. Veggie sticks. Legitimately for me, I could just like, as a just meal. Just wings would be, that's just, it. just give me 15 pieces and we'll be good. Okay. And that's a, that's, you understand, that's a crazy amount of wings. Yeah, you're doing, doing a lot there. I feel bad about myself when I do it, but I'd be doing it though. <laughs> Uh, you said veggie sticks? Yeah, veggie sticks with a little bit of ranch, and then you just kind of dip it in. Mm. Just waste All space. Right. All right. What, are you trying to make yourself feel better? You you eating fried foods. Just deal with it. That that one little thing of celery ain't helping nothing. And carrots. Good for the eyes. Way to bring it, it full it's, circle. That does not have enough Very carotene. Good. Very nice. It doesn't have enough carotene to actually do what you're trying to do. Good job, Rico. Good job. Yeah, just go go to America's Best and grab you to... <laughs> Your free eye exam and your eight piece of lemon pepper. Grab wet. you the spicy, the spicy sight <laughs> special, special. You know what I mean? Uh, for the six eight two, it's just wings. It's part of Chili's. Uh, if you don't. Oh know. yeah, that, so that's, that, that's uh, one of these. Uh, what are they? Oh, what are okay. they? Call? I forget the name, but like these kind of like uh, almost like ghost kitchens. I don't remember what the right oh, word is. Especially okay. you saw it popping up during the pandemic where okay. they were using these, you know, uh, an actual ki- kitchen, but then they would have it on like these apps, uh, delivery, whatever. Okay. Where they do it that way. Yeah, that's. Wow, I was okay. Two one four saying the same thing under a different name, but same parent company. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got it. Okay, so. Interesting. Uh, from the 214 fries is their choice of side for their chicken wings. Mashed potato. What? Hmm? <laughs> That's inside <laughs> the area here on the Get Right for Reggie KG. Coming up next, uh, we get your headlines on this Tuesday night. This supercharged Charger fan, is she a plant or a real fan? Next on the Get Right. Wing it. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.